Hi, welcome back to What's Good with Claudia. If you found us on any of our two previous platforms, Spotify or Anchor.fm, we are proud to inform you that we are now on Google Podcasts and Pocket Cast. So those are two other places where you can find us. Also, big shout out to one of my fellow podcasts, The Cliff with Jared and Dante. Uh, thank you so much for shouting me out on your podcast. Uh, if you like what you see on What's Good, The Cliff is kind of the same in the sense that they jump off the cliff with the topics that they feel are important to talk about that day and Jared and Dante are two best friends who just shoot the breeze and have a great podcast it's great I've been listening to it for all 15 episodes and honestly it's my favorite podcast so go check out the cliff you can find us on any of those four platforms what's good and you can find the cliff on any of those podcast platforms as well and they are also sponsored by Spotify so go check them out thanks and enjoy episode five. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What's Good with me, your host, Claudia. Well, wherever you found this podcast, I am so happy that you did. We are on Spotify, we are on Anchor.fm, and hopefully at this point, we are on other streaming platforms. I don't know what's taking so long for them to approve, but I guess it's happening. So for today's episode, we have the one, the only, the infamous, Mark! Hey! <laughs> hey, Lamau! Hey! <laughs> Alright, so Mark Mark and I pondered, oh my god, what should this episode be about? We were spitballing, we had a couple ideas, and then we rested on the godly entity that is Queer Eye. The best show. The, the best show. The absolute best show. It's, it's oh, what a, what a show. <laughs> oh my goodness. So where do we start? Who are you? Which one of them is you? Jonathan. Jonathan? I am 100% Jonathan. Are you Jonathan? Okay. Are you Jonathan as well? Ah. Do you, do, do you do identify as Jonathan? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Karamo. I feel like Karamo is me. I can see that. <laughs> I feel that when you enter a room, you are a very peaceful presence, <laughs> but also are telling people that they are worth it and they are worth the struggle that they've come to get to this point. Like, you are very Karamo. Oh, thanks. He he is such a calming entity to me. I just, <laughs> whenever he goes on the show and does his segment, I'm like, I'm ready for a life lesson to be bestowed upon me right now. I feel like my own life is being ripped apart, even though he's not talking to me directly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, his lessons can go to anybody. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about him. Also, can we talk about Tan France? Tan France is beautiful. <laughs> An absolutely beautiful man. A beautiful prince. Mm-hmm. We need to protect Tan at all costs, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the French took. Toby <laughs> says it. He's like, I'm going to show you a little thing today. It's called the French took. The French took. The French took. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't say tuck. He says took. I started doing that at my internship, but like all the shirts I wore to my internship were way too long because they were like men's shirts and I'm tiny. Mm. So the French took was basically a tail. I did the French took and it changed my life. Tan France, if you ever stumble upon this podcast, <laughs> you changed my life with the French tuck. <laughs> and like, I love how the guys joke about it too. They're like, have you used that this season? <laughs> and he's like, that's not all that I am. <laughs> he's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not just the French tuck. <laughs> oh, he, he changes people. Mm-hmm. He gets them to love themselves for who they are and teaches them that clothing is not vain. It's showing how you present yourself to the world and you get to choose how you do that. 
Mm-hmm. And he, he really changed how I look at clothes. I don't know if he changed how you look at clothes, but he definitely changed how I look at clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like an absolute gremlin, and I feel like my clothes really reflect that. No! And, like, I didn't realize... Yeah. No, you are a sharp dude, my guy. Thank you. <laughs> you should see the shirt that Mark is wearing right now. I oh I literally <laughs> told him, I said, this shirt will be mentioned on the podcast. It's a shirt that has two cats with their little individual ice cream cones, and it says <laughs> all these flavors, but you choose to be salty. It's not two different cats, though. It's the same cat, and I feel like that's really important to point out. <laughs> it's It's similar to the meme where the guy is posing for his senior pictures and he's holding his cat. Yes! Oh my god. So if you know that meme, this <laughs> is the shirt that exemplifies said meme. Mm-hmm. So, Tan France, cop this shirt. Honestly. It will up <laughs> your style game by meme expectations and it's beautiful. Remember that one guy who, he had like the same two, I think it was like full on like one piece jumpsuits or something oh, the cat ones i want those i really want those oh uh, no <laughs> oh no when tan saw those <laughs> the face he made he was so upset he he literally said to himself like oh shit this is what i'm dealing with <laughs> like you guys have to teach him how to grow up but i have a cat onesie <laughs> Like a cat, it wasn't even a onesie because it like showed like man boob. It was really good. It was a leotard of sorts. It was goals. I feel like one day I want to be confident enough to wear something like that. One day I want to be confident enough to say I never saw that. (laughs) Oh my god. Who in their right mind? (laughs) And Tan just said to him like, this has got to go. This is trash, trash can. And the guy didn't want to part with them. But everybody else tried it on. Everybody else wanted it. Oh. <laughs> Imagine. Ugh. The sweat. Ugh. Oh, like, no. Was that thing laundered? Why do they... Oh. <laughs> was it laundered? Uh, here's the other thing. Karamo and Jonathan always try on the clothes from the different people's closets. Whether it's guy or girl. Mm-hmm. And my question is... Why? <laughs> what do you I, mean, why? I get that it's, like, for th- for the gigs, for the funnies, but, like, you don't know where that's been. I mean, that was the whole point. Like, they probably made the show just so they could try on other people's clothes. Especially with the hats. I'm oh I'm God. thinking to myself, like, do they have lice? <laughs> do you know if they've had lice? <laughs> what if they have dandruff? You don't want that on your head? <laughs> oh, my God. What if their head smells when they sweat? You don't want that in mm-hmm. your life. And Jonathan has beautiful hair. I personally identify as Jonathan for many (laughs) reasons. The first of which being... His hair. His extraness. No, not his hair. Okay, not his hair. I used to have very, very short hair. I used to have hair shorter than yours. Oh, wow. Mark has... I would say... How many inches do you have? Like six? (laughs) I don't know. Less than six? I would say six inches of hair. About? Maybe? Yeah. It's it's enough for ringlets. Yes, it's like a it's like a little pixie cut, like a little more than a pixie cut. A little more. And but not quite a buzz. But I have I have Jonathan Van Ness length of hair, but my hair used to be like two or three inches at max. Like oh, I wow. used to wake up in the morning, put mousse in my hands, run it through my hair, and just say, "All right, yeah, I'm ready to go to school." Oh wow! And my mom would just sit there like, "Not quite, sweetie. Not quite. <laughs> not quite." Um, 
But yeah, Jonathan is so extra and he's not afraid to be who he is. And I feel like that I aspire to be like that at all times. Mm-hmm. I walk into a room, I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I have memes. Yeah. I'm fuego. And then people are like, no, you're not. And I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, for open mic night, I put myself out there. I constantly put myself out there. Even when I'm like thwarted down and they're like, stay in your lane. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I identify. Also, Jonathan's face when he figure skates. Have you, you could just stop at his face. Just in all general. of his facial expressions. All of his facial expressions can be made into gifts. All of his facial expressions are relatable. Mm-hmm. But when he figure skates, have you seen his Instagram with him figure skating? I don't think I have. He vogues it. Oh, He's God. just owning the ice. He sits there and he just says to himself, like, Jonathan, you are a queen. You're going to slay this ice. You're going to go to Beijing 2020. <laughs> this is what's happening. <laughs> He actually is on tour, and I think the tour was called The Road to Beijing. Wait, really? Yes. Oh, wow. And he does gymnastics, and on his tour, he just breaks out into gymnastics. That's beautiful. And I just, I want to go see him. He also has a new book coming out, Subtle Plug for Jonathan Van Ness. Just subtle plug. <laughs> Not that he needs it, but he does have a book coming out. And I think it's coming out at the end of September. Oh, wait. My birthday's at the end of September. Oh, yes. A. Future birthday present for Mark. Oh. So, or mid-September, or the end of September. I don't know. I think it's the end of September. I mean, it's mid-September now, so. So it's not out yet. Mm-hmm. So end of September. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm probably going to sit in my room for a whole, like, day and just soak in all that wisdom. Karamo already has a book out. Anthony has a cookbook, I believe. Wait, he does? Oh, okay. I believe it's either out or in the works because he posted something about it on his Instagram. Bobby, I think, is the only one that doesn't have a book. And to. Tan, I think... Tan has a new Netflix spinoff online. Wait, what? Yeah, on Netflix is a joke, which is like a YouTube handle. And it's called Dressing Funny. And he dresses comedians. Oh, I love that. And I think... If I'm remembering correctly, he's had Nick Kroll on there, John Mulaney. I think he's had Tina Fey. Okay. And Amy Poehler, maybe? The girl who plays Leslie Nope. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not the girl, the woman. We should not... <laughs> slapping myself on the wrist for this, we should not be calling women girls. You're a woman. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Amy Poehler. You are a bomb woman you are the woman you are a boss woman much like tina fey um (laughs) tina fey could literally hit me with her car and i'd say thank you (laughs) you say thank you i probably would also say thank you honestly it's it's similar to the uh josh peck scenario from drake and josh how he hits oprah and he's like oprah (laughs) and then he comes to seton hall and he's just like (laughs) yes (laughs) josh peck has attended our university Mm -hmm. how wonderful (laughs) <laughs> he he is a very kind soul. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Queer Eye. Um, can we talk about who doesn't get talked about a lot? Who? Bobby. Bobby is so... Everybody glosses over Bobby. Mm-hmm. And he does the most. I saw this one Twitter post that was like, he spends 52 hours straight just put, like putting up drywall. And then while everyone else is just like, oh, look at all these clothes. Look at all this food. And he's just doing that. <laughs> exactly pretty much what he does exactly a lot of the work he does is behind the scenes and we don't get to see it Mm -hmm. and i feel like they should focus more on him in the series 
And I feel that in seasons three and four, they did focus on him a little more. Seasons, season one, he was definitely overlooked. No, they did show the result of the house, pretty much. Yeah. I like in season, I've only watched the beginning of season four because I save Queer Eye for when I really need it, okay? When I need it. Yo, pretty much same. I'm waiting for like when I really hit my low. Yes. And then I'm going to watch season four. Exactly. I, I think I'm halfway through it. But yeah, he really gets the people more involved and asks them, you know, what do you like? And what furniture speaks to you? And gives them pointers and tips that like this kind of furniture opens up a room and Mm -hmm. these colors make the walls pop and then there's like subtle colors and it's nice that they're incorporating him more because I feel that he is doing a lot of work and it needs to be noticed. Mm -hmm. Bobby, we appreciate you. I feel like he has a lot of wisdom that's not tapped into. I feel like he needs a book. Mm -hmm. I feel like he also needs a spinoff series. I think so too. Because we have, what is it called? Flip This House. We have so many house shows, but Bobby is his own entity. He doesn't need a partner. Mm-hmm. All those shows have a partner. It's either like a husband and wife duo or like two lifelong threat friends. Or when it's Property Brothers, it's the twins. Yep. And Bobby is his own entity. Bobby is a host unto himself. <laughs> Bobby is a free elf. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> He's a free elf. He, <laughs> he, he does bad all that by himself. He doesn't need the help mm-hmm. because he is knowledgeable. He is... A wonderful, beautiful soul, and he genuinely cares about making the house a home. Mm-hmm. I love that for him, honestly. Yes. All right, who haven't we gone over? Anthony. Anthony. Yes, oh God. Anthony. Tell us. Tell us, Mark. Tell us about Anthony. Oh, he, um, my favorite thing about him, though, like, is at the beginning of every episode when he just starts going through people's fridges and eating their food. I'm like, what are you doing? Or he'll, like, just go through containers and just start sniffing them. There was one episode <laughs> where he opened the fridge and he just closed it immediately and was like, this smells rancid! <laughs> I have a lot of pictures of his face, like, like facial expressions he's made. I don't know if I have them saved, but I do have Jonathan them. Jonathan and Anthony are the most animated. Yeah. I feel that Tan keeps in a lot of his feelings until he speaks. He doesn't yeah. outwardly express it. I feel that Jonathan, you can tell exactly how he's feeling by the facial expression. Yeah. I think you, the facial expression just precedes the emotion sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Karamo's very neutral. He's very lax. He's the calming presence. Yeah. He is the rock in which Queer Eye clings to. Pretty much. Um, Bobby... Bobby, you can tell, is happy all the time. He's yeah. he's so happy to just be there and assess the house and make, or the space, mm-hmm. and make the space into something more than what it is. Like, you could tell he tapped into his emotions, but he doesn't have to on the show because he doesn't really go to that side of people. Yes. Anthony with corgis. Can we go over that? Beautiful. He, <laughs> if you haven't watched the episode... In season four, with Anthony meeting a corgi, you are missing out on your entire life. Mm-hmm. I went out of. It's the cat onesie episode, I believe. Is it? Oh I think so. God. I think I that's think. the guy who owns the corgi, and Anthony, but just dogs in general. Anthony in general. <laughs> Him with dogs, he literally dog talks to them. He holds them like babies. Mm-hmm. He stops paying attention to everything else. This dog has become the center of his attention, the center of his world. And I relate to that on a spiritual level. Wait, didn't they all get a dog collectively? That's like in really? their... 
Bruley, oh um, it they call him Brew. He's not their dog. I believe he is. He is someone else's dog who works on set. Oh, okay. Because they reference his mom. Uh, but I do follow Bruley on Instagram. You do. <laughs> I'm so glad he's he has an so Instagram. Cute. Oh my goodness, his little smushy face. <laughs> his smushy face. And every time he comes on the show, you know how they label everybody at the bottom. They yeah, label yeah, Bruley. I love that. And I just sit there like dog. <laughs> and they all snuggle him when they watch the uh, ending, like the masterpiece they've created. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is the most inspirational? I think we talked about everybody, right? Yeah, I think so. Good. Yeah. So back to the question. What is the most inspirational episode that you've watched? Like, what has given you hope? Oh, I know my episode. Oh, God. Um, The only one I can think of right now that really struck me was the one where, like, they went to Jonathan's old, like, was it high school? Yes, the chorus teacher. That one was beautiful. I loved that one. It was so... I'm getting, like, goosebumps talking about it. It's mm-hmm. so wonderful because everybody has a teacher like that. Yeah. I I don't want to name drop mine, <laughs> but I had two English teachers in high school, one sophomore year and one junior year, and I thanked them in my yearbook quote, and I said, like, because of them, I knew the path that I was going on was the right path. Mm-hmm. And it's true. And I think everybody has that teacher in high school or middle school, whenever that teacher comes to you, it's like your spirit guide in school. Yeah. You have one. You're thinking of one right Mine now. Mine were also both English teachers. I think English teachers are so underrated. Everybody has a good English teacher, and people are like, oh, I don't like English. Did you write a college essay to get into college? Do you know how to read and write? Thank an English teacher. Mm-hmm. Thank an English teacher. Yeah. I hope that clap hurts your ears if you don't like <laughs> English. Okay. Rant over. <laughs> oh, tell me what you like about that episode. Like, I, the thing I like about it is, like, he, um, Jonathan, like, he was so afraid to go back, but he really wanted to because he really wanted to, like, close that chapter of his life because he was just, I don't know, I, it was just so beautiful because I know that I haven't been to my high school since I graduated for, like, somewhat similar reasons, I guess. Like, he hadn't. Like, he was kind of out, but he hadn't completely been out, and he was just... He was a cheerleader in high school, and he mentioned that he was bullied a lot. Yeah. And, honestly, that must have been... I'm getting choked up. It must have been so hard to mm-hmm. go back in there. I know it was hard for me to go into my high school. If anybody from high school is listening, and you <laughs> bullied me, yeah. Talking mm-hmm. about you. Um, yeah, honestly, high school bullies up yeah. the wazoo... Mm-hmm. And it's always to the people who are creative souls. It's never to the people who are on the football team or the baseball team or the track team. Yeah. If you're on a team, you're, you're good. <laughs> what about the math team? I mean, I wasn't, but. <laughs> I think our math team had more respect than I got. Because when it's called a club, then, then you don't get any respect. Oh, the yeah. drama club. The literary magazine club. That's where the respect starts falling. The anime club. I was in that. <laughs> That's where the insults start going because I think it's the the terminology used as well. Mm-hmm. When you're on a team, you're all fighting for a common goal. Go fight, win. Mm-hmm. Go go get the trophy. Go put it in the case. But when you're in a club, it's just a consortium of nerds doing one thing. Yeah. That's what that's what people think. And I, I feel sorry for Jonathan that even on the cheerleading team, the cheerleading squad, he said he found a home there, but, like, 
to also feel ostracized at the same time is yeah. it's unfortunate. That was that was an inspirational episode. Yeah. And honestly, if you didn't get bullied in high school, you are an anomaly. Good for you. If you even like if you miss high school, I don't understand you. <laughs> I hate the people who miss high school. They're like, I was top dog. I was like, I'm glad you're here then. <laughs> Have you hit rock bottom yet? Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugh. High school is not an end point. If you peaked in high school, there's an issue. Yeah. I mean, I peaked when I was five, but... <laughs> you peaked when you were five? Probably. Probably. No. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Mark is an amazing artist, but he won't let you in on it oh, until what? you figure it out. <laughs> Until you join my club, Poetic. I share oh. all of my art there. Oh, great, great, great. I'm going to plug that. Subtle plug for Poetic. <laughs> um, very subtle plug. Yes. Just kidding. It was so loud. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think the episode that I found most inspiring, there's, there's two that come to mind. There is the woman who lived for, like, her drill team, and everything went into the drill team. Oh, that one was so good. And she forgot to care for herself. Her house, when Bobby walked in, Bobby just stood there thinking to himself and saying out loud, where's the furniture? Mm -hmm. What's happening? There's nothing. Anthony couldn't find pots and pans and couldn't find spice. Like, this woman had given her all to something and then forgot about herself. Yeah. And Karama broke through that. Oh my god, Karal took the wheel on that episode. So did Bobby. Bobby that house needed everything. Uh, her master bedroom at the end of it. These episodes that we're referencing, by the way, if you haven't watched them, watch them. Like, we're not even spoiling. Like, it's really, you have to watch it to yes. actually get it. But Queer Eye is very uplifting, and I feel that any episode that you go in and watch, you will leave feeling better than when you started the episode. Mm-hmm. But these episodes, I think, have a little something special. Yeah. That hit us personally. Mm-hmm. And who knows? These episodes might hit you personally, or maybe other episodes might strike a chord. I think Queer Eye is honestly a great series. Yeah. But back to the episode. Um, the other one is when they went to, I believe it was Georgia, and there was a young lesbian woman, and they said it was their first. <gasps> that was my second favorite. That's my second favorite. And it was my second favorite, too. Hey. Um, yeah. Just the raw emotion in that episode. Because they were all there, and they're all not straight. They're all queer or gender nonconforming, or they all fall into categories that are not the norm. Yeah. Which is heterosexual, white male. Mm-hmm. That is the norm. And they all do not fit that category. And everything that they gave her, each person gave her something that she needed. I felt like she needed the support from that community specifically. She didn't need the support from somebody who was all straight and heteronormative and was like you have to take care of yourself because mm-hmm. she didn't need to hear it from them she needed to hear it from somebody else she needed to hear you're a part of a community you're a part of something that's bigger than you even though people have made you feel like you're alone and you're isolated yeah and oh my god when she went to the dance studio and talked to all the ballerinas oh my god and the girls all started crying and like sharing their stories and i just sat there like karamo you knew what to do oh my god oh that was so good wasn't that the one, like, she also wanted to see her sister? Yes. But, like, she was afraid to. Oh, my yes. God. That one ruined my life. That they, episode ruined me. They brought a family together. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, what can these guys not do? <laughs> Tell me. Be straight. 
<laughs> well, that's in the show's title. He <laughs> got you there. <laughs> you know, this this show was technically a reboot. I've heard it was a, like a reboot. Yeah. I know technically it's a reboot, but honestly, people say, oh, the reboot's never that great. It's like, uh, the worst thing I heard somebody say is like, to be honest, like they're just regurgitating the same stuff. Like, no, they're not. They're really not. These are different stories. It's a different time. Every single person would make a different episode, like, no matter what. Like, even if it's, like, the same thing, the same procedure, it's every person that makes the show, the people that they're visiting. It's not really them. And it's great. I, one episode was filmed in a a person that I know, their hometown. So, Wait, where? uh, Of course I'll forget the episode. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I remember uh, them texting me and going, I wasn't there when they filmed this! They're here! (laughs) and they watched the episode and they got so pissed. They're like, I know that place and I know that street they're on and <laughs> I wasn't there for filming. And I was just sitting there like, too bad, so sad. <laughs> Whoops. But yeah, it it's so great that even when they're not recording and filming and changing people's lives for the absolute better, they're pursuing different projects and they all support each other wholeheartedly. Yeah. Like with their various books, uh, Tan's new series... Honestly, I need to watch that. I really do. It's so hard to find. I think I watched maybe like half an episode on, you know how Facebook links those videos? Oh, yeah. And you can only watch like half of it. Yeah. I watched one on there, and it's not as good as Queer Eye, just because I missed the aspect of hopping back and forth to the other people and all that they're doing, but it's still Tan France, Mm. and I love Tan France, so I'll I'll support him in whatever. (laughs) French took? A French took. (laughs) You have to say it like you're taking something, like the, the took, like the past tense of take. The French took? The French took. The French took. There you go. Thanks. You, you got it. Great. Life hacks. <laughs> um, talk like Tan France 101. We've reached the impersonation section of the podcast. Great. Um, we haven't reached the ASMR section yet. Every time something will happen where somebody will like tap on the phone accidentally and it'll make, or somebody will say something in a whisper <laughs> and I'll say, this is the ASMR section of the podcast. <laughs> I just did it. I just incorporate. You're welcome, home listener. I'll help. Ooh. I hate that. I hate that for us. Oh, God. Um, But, yeah, uh, the last episode, I I talked about why I call my home listener home listener. So, I didn't mention home listener this episode, so now I just did it five times. You're welcome. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Um, To recap, you're going to have to watch episode three. Uh, So, let's... What should we talk about now? Oh! So, I said the most inspirational episode... What is the episode that made you ugly cry? Ugly cry? Like, ugly cry, but in, like, the best way possible. But, like, it wasn't just a single tear, because all episodes oh. bring tears to my eyes, but, like, full-on cry. All right, not to be that guy, but the trans guy one. That one? I was gonna say that one, too! Ma- okay, <laughs> all right, so we agree. So we agree that one made me lose my shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Everything about that episode and the way they approached everything was mm-hmm. so from a place of love and compassion and support. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't know what they were doing, but at the same time, they were trying, and it was just... They knew their shit. Like, they knew what they were doing. Tan came through in that episode. Mm-hmm. He really did. And Jonathan, too, because I feel it's all about the look at some points in the head. Yeah. Because they're, they're saying, I don't look like a man. I don't feel like a man. I know that's what some of my trans friends struggle with. Mm-hmm. I had somebody tell one of my trans friends, I will call you out, hater, 
that oh. they didn't look like a man because they chose to have longer hair. Oh, call them out. That's it. No. Or they didn't look like a man because they haven't had top surgery yet. And that made them want to buy a binder more. And I'm like, you should buy a binder for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. You should want to cut your hair for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. If you still feel comfortable with long hair, you are still a man. If you still, if you have boobs still and you don't have the money for top surgery, you are still a man in my book. Mm -hmm. You say, I use he, him pronouns. I am man. I say good. Yeah, that's all that really matters. I say, okay, Mm -hmm. let's go. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes me mad. That's the what makes me mad part. <laughs> the what makes me mad segment. Um, all of that. <laughs> oh, yes. It's that. I just got so heated over that. Because um, I also hate the fact that people feel the need sometimes to wear the buttons that say pronouns. This, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. I want to live in a world where somebody says their pronouns, and if they are not what they look like to you, you just accept it and you say, uh-huh, yes, those are your pronouns. Yeah. And they don't have to wear that button. Yeah. It's okay to wear it for, like, for example, if you're going to a convention. Yeah. And you have a name tag or you're wearing a lanyard with your name on it because that's what most conventions mandate you to do. Yeah. So when you meet new friends, they don't have to ask you that question a million times. And if you put your pronouns there, that's okay. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when my friend goes to a formal dance and he has to wear it on his lapel. Like, and it's not even, like, most people don't even feel safe to do that who feel like they have to. Like. Amen. Yeah. Amen. If you want to speak more to, like, your experiences, if you feel comfortable, you can, you can do whatever you want. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I just really like that episode. I, <laughs> I, I met experiences with the episode. I met experiences in life. Whatever you want to talk oh. about. I, I brought my friend into this because I am passionate about this because yeah. I've had... One friend really transition. I, I had a friend that I didn't even know was trans mm-hmm. until they literally looked at me and was like, you know, I'm trans, right? And I had known them for seven or eight months. And I started laughing like, you're kidding. Like, no. Oh, gosh. And then they started crying because I was the first person that they passed for. Oh, wow. And I sat there like, what did I do wrong? And they, it was just tears of joy. And their friends in the room were just literally telling me this is this is tears of joy this is not you did not make them upset this is wow this is happy tears and I just sat there not knowing what to do except just hug him and just be like you told me what you were I assumed that was what you were from the moment you came into this world Mm -hmm. and that was powerful to me wow I mean I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you I don't know if this is like a unique experience it's probably not um probably not but not mine not at all (laughs) yeah that I was just that was so much and it was so much in the best way possible, mm-hmm. in in the greatest way I could possibly say. I'm getting choked up again. This is the podcast oh, no. where I get choked up. Oh no, no, it's good choked up. Like just think about Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan Van Ness. <laughs> also, all their names just flow off the tongue. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna switch the topic to like not get emotional, oh, Haramo yeah. Brown, Tan France. They all sound really good. Jonathan Van Ness. Bobby Burke. What's Anthony's last name? <laughs> Anthony Chef. <laughs> Do we not know Anthony's last name? No, I, I have to know it. I'm so sorry. Anthony, mm, I mm. know it. I feel like it starts with a B. Anthony. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Anthony, mm, I wonder. Mm, I, I don't know. I feel like it has a Y in it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure this out. We'll fact check it and get back to you. Oh, yeah. Um. All right, let me, let me inquire you about the episodes more. Oh, yes. Uh, 
inspiration what made you ugly cry what episode gave the best advice that like stuck with you oh best advice being fashion home cooking culture which is karamo um anything any advice that grooming and hair I mean, now I wear sunscreen sometimes. Not all the time, but, like, every once in a while, I'll be like, okay, I have to wear sunscreen now. Moisturizer, honey. Sun balm, honey. (laughs) I love when Jonathan says that. Mm -hmm. I love how Jonathan says, a little zhuzh. A little (laughs) zhuzh. A little zhuzh. Yeah. Which is when he touches people's hair and just puffs it up a little bit. He goes, a little zhuzh. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I love Karamo segments a lot. Those are always... And sometimes it doesn't even have to do with me. It's just how open-hearted he is. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that's what sticks with me. That there are still people in this world who are genuine and open-hearted and just want to change the world for the better. <laughs> uh, there was a loud bang. Someone almost died outside. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounded like a door slam or like somebody got kicked out. I don't know. Is this the murder mystery segment? Like, <laughs> Is this the murder mystery segment of the podcast? Uh, home listener, <laughs> please explain. Um... What what else other than sunscreen? Because there's got to be more that you learn from Queer Eye other than sunscreen. Oh yeah, of course. Um, man, I'm blanking on like all of the like Karamo type lessons, the, like really deep ones. But I just thought of spray, delay, walk away. Yes, <laughs> that I always do. Jonathan Van Ness. <laughs> I oh. can do that when I like spray after using the bathroom. I just like spray, delay, walk away. Even then, it's just. Yes. Um. I think we're just going to go back and forth with lessons for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, Anthony, that cooking is a family thing. Yeah. Especially in the episode um, with the guy who had a little girl, and she loved making breakfast. And I love that, because I just think that when I trust my little cousins enough to use the stove with them, I I will probably bake cookies with them around the holiday time, this this holiday, because they're, they're old enough now to understand... But I think those things really stick with you. Mm-hmm. And it's the memories that you make doing something that you love, whether it's cooking and in some episodes it's other things that I can't think of right now. Yeah. But it's other things. Mm-hmm. All right, balls in your court. Uh, I mean, any time that they say, like, you have to take care of yourself before you start, like, doing anything else, going with all your other responsibilities, they say it so many times, but, like, every time they say it, it's like, it really has to be drilled in because nobody really thinks about it nobody really does it amen as rupaul says if you don't love yourself how in the hell (laughs) you gonna love somebody else yeah it's true i want that quote plastered to my forehead on my (laughs) i want it on a shirt i want it on a throw pillow I need to look at that every day. Tattoo it to, like, the inside of my eyes. Like, so I can I go to right sleep. close my eyes. I go to, every time I blink, if you don't love yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's a really good lesson. I don't know if I'm going to be able to top that. Let me. <laughs> that's you, the best one. Allow me a moment. Mm-hmm. I have to go to Bobby that wherever he decorates, he wants to make people feel like they can rest there. When he did oh, that one, when yeah. he did the teachers' lounge, mm-hmm. when he did the fire station, yeah, when he remade the drill team maker because she literally made that drill team from the ground up. Her house, it felt like a home. It felt like a place she could relax. The teachers' lounge felt like a place where the teachers could unwind, take a load off, and it wasn't like an industrial-looking dungeon. Yeah. Every time he remakes something, it makes it feel like you can rest easy. Mm-hmm. 
of the episode we were talking about that we agreed with um with the um lesbian woman her house once they redid it she felt like she could host dinners there mm-hmm. it's all about whatever he remakes and whatever he remodels people feel that they can relax and actually sit there and enjoy it yeah because i feel that as humans we just say oh yeah this is where i live and where i sleep and that's fine it's how it is and we don't realize that spaces also have to grow with us mm-hmm. like my childhood bedroom is not the same as it is now the walls are painted there's stuff up on the walls yeah my my room right now that we're in is not the same as my bedroom back home it grows and it changes with me Every year when I move in. I like it, by the way. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, my God. I worked so hard on it. It's I have a nice little rainbow thing going on. I have a thing for rainbows. I love it because it just, they just make me so happy. I've never seen, like, a very vibrant one in real life, and I hope to one day see a very vibrant one. I saw the end of one. Like, I saw, like, the full circle one. You were the second person I've met who's seen the end of a rainbow, and I'm mad. I want to see the end of a rainbow. Oh, yeah, it was, like, on the street I was on, too. It was crazy. My neighbor... She wanted me to shout her out on that episode, and now <laughs> I can because she told me this story. Hi, Amanda. I'm Hello. talking about you. <laughs> uh, I can't. She listens to the podcast every time when the episode comes out. She listens to it within like the first couple hours. Oh wow. She's a real one, Amanda. You're a real one. She told me about how her and dad, her dad, drove around for two hours once trying to find the end of a rainbow. Oh my god. And they didn't find it. <laughs> that that's so sad. Did she ever find like? But it's so, it's such, it's like a bonding experience. She said that she always remembers that. How they were just in the car going down all these little side streets trying Aww. to find it. And it was so cute. And I feel like rainbows really unite us as, as humans because it's just so pretty. And it's so, everybody can find something that they like about it. Whether it's like the bright colors or the fact that it's made out of rain mm-hmm. and lights and it's sciency, Or the fact that it's aesthetic. Or the fact that like, pride. Or the, the fact that it's gay. Like, yeah, the <laughs> fact that it's gay. Um, yeah, it's just, there's so much to love about rainbows, and mm-hmm. I don't get people who don't like rainbows. If you don't like rainbows, who are you? Who are you? And you probably miss high school. <laughs> <laughs> you probably do. We're gonna make a list. People who miss high school don't like rainbows. <laughs> um, what else do they not like? They don't like change. Mm-mm. Uh, uh. They probably love football for some weird reason. Yeah, probably. Like, a football obsessed. Like, I'm not talking like, oh, I have a favorite football team. <laughs> I'm talking, like, every time they see a football, they're like, touchdown! <laughs> <laughs> like, they probably have a football in their room that they, like, hold on to at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get back to this list. Yeah. Because I'm sure there's more. They don't know sunscreen. They don't they, know sunscreen. They don't know sunscreen. Nope. Nope. Jonathan never- Van Ness would not approve. <laughs> it would make him cry. Oh. We already talked about the episode that made you cry. I think the episode that made me laugh the most. What about that? Oh, I don't know. Like, they all make me laugh at one point, at least. I think it's the Corgi episode. That one's good. That one's really good. Because he... You have to... There's there's YouTube clips of it. Anthony meets a Corgi. Look it up. <laughs> he literally sees the Corgi, and his face just drops into, like... <laughs> utter awe mm-hmm. and he's like nobody told me there was a corgi here <gasps> he absolutely loses his mind he loses everything <laughs> he picks it up and he like touches its feet and he's like you have little paws yes you do <laughs> and it's that just made me laugh so hard because they're going around the house and then it comes back to anthony still with the dog mm-hmm. it's so still, good. still with the dog <laughs> oh my god i also think 
the episode that made me happy cry. Like, not ugly cry in a bad way, because I feel like the ugly cry part was, like, the one that, like, touched you so emotionally that yeah. you were brought to tears. The happy cry one was when they got the guy a new dog. Wait, which one was that? It's in season four. No, oh, I don't I mean to ruin that. it. I don't mean no, to ruin it. No, it's fine. It. I'm probably going to forget. It's fine. Okay. That's so, not enough details anyway. So, <laughs> home listener, um, can I, can I just briefly describe it? Oh, yeah, fine. Go for, ahead. Just for home listeners' yes. benefit. Um, I gesture to the phone as if people are literally sitting on the phone. Um, so there's this man and he gives back to his church and constantly is helping with fundraisers and he still lives in his parents' house. They passed away about 10 years ago and nothing has been touched since the parents have passed away and everything is the same. Anthony constantly mentions that he reminds him of his own father and then they ask like why there's a dog bowl out still and stuff like that oh no no he recently lost his dog i think within three or four months of the episode being filmed and so it touches jonathan and anthony so much that they decide to team up and take him in addition to their own separate segment they take him to a kennel to get a dog (gasps) oh no my god and just the way he reacts when he finds the dog that he loves it just had me happy crying because it remember i remember when i met my dog for the first time my my first dog i i grew up with her Mm -hmm. i was actually the second person in the house she was there six months before me i came in and she was like what's this doing here yeah my turf and then she smelled my blanket and apparently she fell in love with me <laughs> um she used to sleep under my crib to protect and also attack if anybody came <laughs> she in protect most important look she attack but most importantly i can't think of a third thing never mind <laughs> she licked peanut butter i don't know she loved peanut butter she lick peanut butter she she's so good she was a good noodle my first dog but my second dog i remember meeting her and the emotions that I felt were along the same vein. Like, you know when the dog is your dog. Yeah. You know when you see it. And the moment for my dog was when we were leaving. Um, they had them in these, like, enclosures, like, during the day. They put them in different enclosures at night. But during the day, they had them in these enclosures that had a glass wall. Mm-hmm. So the dog could see out and the humans could see in. And our dog, my brother, put his hand up to the glass and he said, you're the one. I know it. We're coming back for you. And she put his her paw right against his hand on the other side. Oh. And I was just like, that's the one. And my parents, that's so good. That my parents didn't believe us. And we came back three days later hoping that she would still be there. And she was. And she has been living with us now for seven years because she is a nug. Mm-hmm. And I love her. And so that moment of seeing them just click. Yeah. I have to see it. Oh, it's so good. Watch it on a day where you feel like Garbo, and I promise you, you will end that day feeling like a god, a king among men. Okay. Because you will just be like, I saw this man's life go from, like, giving every... It's They're always the people who give to everybody else. Yeah. And then they don't give to themselves, and then when they do give to themselves, everybody just reacts so positively because they're like, finally, you're taking care of yourself, and you are happy. I just thought But not the, for other people. I just thought of the episode with the two sisters, and um, they, like, were running a like a street barbecue <gasps> oh my that God. one is so good i love that one the joneses the jones sisters yeah 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 oh my goodness they were so sweet and apparently their barbecue sauce you can buy now yeah i really want it oh uh, me too we should have like a friendsgiving or like a friend 
barbecue and just use the Jones sisters because <gasps> yes they that was such a good episode too because they how they revamped that restaurant Bobby did that by the way Bobby things he did that that was amazing but that was where the sisters felt like they could relax now and let other people help finally mm-hmm. and it still sticks to that vein like everything that Bobby does is so the people can sit there and say I can relax here now whether it's my house my restaurant they looked like they took a load off of their shoulders when they came back. Yeah. Like, honestly. Tell me more of your favorite episodes. Honest. Like, like Queer Eye is an entity of its own. And I feel <laughs> that we haven't talked about the episodes enough. We've talked about the people. We've talked about yeah. what's made us ugly cry. But, but there has to be another episode that spoke to you on that level. I really like that episode with... Um, there was this guy who, um, he was really good at playing piano, and they wanted, to, like, he... Sean! Yeah, 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 Sean! He, the college student! Yes! I listened to his albums! Wait, really? Oh, my He God. has a song called We Are, and it's really sweet. I listened to it, uh, not this summer, but the summer before, and I used to help, um, some elderly people around my neighborhood with their, like, gardening, and I always would play it at the beginning of me doing it, because it would just make me feel so happy in the morning. <laughs> it's, like, it's such a sweet little song, and it gets, it's like an earworm, it gets stuck in your head. And... Yeah. But yes, he's the only college student they've done, I believe. I mean, I think that one girl who, um, the one we were talking about before, the episode we both liked, I think she was also a college student, or at least, at least like, college student age. I might be wrong on that, though. She was working, I believe. I think they met her at her work. Oh, never mind. She's <laughs> college student age, but I don't think she chose to go to university. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I feel like there were more. But, uh, Sean was a very good episode. That was very heartwarming. Mm-hmm. And I like how they, he's, I followed him on Instagram after that episode, actually, because I wanted to follow his, like, music career. Yeah. And he has recently released something new, and he is so ever so grateful for the Queer Eye family. And he mentions them, I think, because it's been, like, two years since they've done this episode. Yeah. And I think every anniversary he, like, mentions them and says... Oh. And he's met people, like, from that season. I love the pictures of people, like, meeting each other that were on the show. They have a lot oh. of meetups, actually. I love that because they've all... Their lives have all been impacted in this very unique way. Yeah. And it's something that only they can really relate to. Like, everybody who's Jonathan has zhuzhed their hair. Like, <laughs> they'll be like, you felt that? I felt that, too. Yeah. And everybody who tan taught how to French took, and everybody <laughs> French took, yes, and everybody who Karamo has imparted a life changing wisdom to, yeah. Imagine, imagine having Karamo change your life in that way, and people who Anthony has taught to cook, or in the case of the Jones sisters, taught them to like let go a little bit and have their sauce be manufactured so that other people could share in this like very delicious food, yeah. And make their own and have their own memories with their family. It's like, it was like sort of Coca-Cola-esque. Like, Coca-Cola is always in the background of things. But Coca-Cola always yeah. influences things in a positive way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like kind of a, like in all the commercials, and I think that's their brand and how they want it to be seen. I do love their ads. They have really nice ones. Yes, and they, yeah. and always, it isn't, it isn't like, drink Coca-Cola and it'll turn into a, a He-Man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not like that. It's like, have a fun day also have a coke with it you know yeah or it's like you were at the fair they served you coke that's great <laughs> i love that you were at six flags you had a coca-cola mm-hmm. it's always in the background of those memories yeah and it's and it's good it's not a bad thing it's not like 
drink this energy drink and you're gonna get freaking ripped and they're not that's not their aim their aim is just like share a coke you know just sit down and cheers to that and have a conversation be friendly make memories i think that's good Mm -hmm. and i think that's what the Joneses' family barbecue sauce is now. Yeah. Anthony encouraged them to branch out and be like, don't make them just come to you. Now you're on their table and you're in the background of those family memories. Like, we had that great meal with that amazing barbecue sauce by the Joneses' sisters and we got to talk as a family. Or we hosted a barbecue for the whole block and that Joneses' sister barbecue sauce, like, really was a hit. Mm-hmm. It's, like, in the background of those happy memories now and the sauce gets to live on. And yeah. Like, and it was their father's sauce and it was just it was such a good episode a great episode such a good episode is there anything else you'd like to add i think we're coming up on that time where we we cut off the podcast because we've been talking for too long (laughs) oh no oh no do you have like a least favorite episode maybe i don't think that's possible i don't think that's possible yeah i don't think i I have one either i don't know why i asked that (laughs) i feel like it's possible for any like fake tv series like you know something that's like made up yeah like for example you can have a least favorite episode of breaking bad or NCIS, or Criminal Minds, mm-hmm. or why am I naming only crime shows? <laughs> I don't know. Other Insert other show here. Um, but you can't have a, a least favorite episode of Queer Eye. Yeah, that's I true. honestly think there is nothing bad about them. I, like I said, you leave all episodes feeling a little lighter than when you came in. Definitely. You know? So, I think we should end this episode other than with... My, my quote of wisdom, which I do every episode, uh-huh. and I think this one's really funny, but before we end with the quote of wisdom and the words on the wall, whatever whatever we call this segment, what is something that you would tell somebody who's never watched Queer Eye to convince them to watch Queer Eye? You just have to. It's like therapy, except you do it on your own time. It's therapy that only costs a Netflix subscription. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um... That's good. Anything else you would add or no? That's just, that's the bare bones. That's it. That's really it. <laughs> I think I would tell them, you know, if if you need something to feel good, that's it. Yeah. That That's the series you go to. I don't think any series has made me, made my heart feel as warm and as full as Queer Eye. Pretty much the same. And I love, like, the subtitle for it. It's always Queer Eye more than a makeover because it is. Yeah. I think the first run of that series was just about the makeover aspect and this one is truly more than a makeover they change lives you getting choked up over this oh i'm not getting choked up i'm actually like trying not to burp oh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for exposing me mark <laughs> home listener i'm so sorry um no i'm trying not to burp <laughs> oh yeah i don't want to burp on <laughs> on the air um breathe don't burp um, <laughs> It's more than a makeover. It really impacts lives. Mm -hmm. And it's like we said, when they meet up with the people from other episodes, it's a unique experience that only those people share. And yeah, we watch it, but we haven't experienced it. Yeah. So I hope that someday everybody who watches Queer Eye feels a fraction of what those people get in that week. That self-care aspect, that remembering that it's okay to think of yourself first. It's okay to treat yourself. It's okay to change your style. It's okay to get a new haircut. It's all good to cook a new food and change your house around. Yeah. Or if with some people, like, Karamo is, is very much therapist. It's okay to go to a therapist if you need a therapist. And they're they're introducing all these things in Queer Eye, but, like, subtly. Like, they implant them in your brain like earworms. And they're just like, it's okay. 
you can do this for you. Mm-hmm. And I hope that everybody who watches Queer Eye can feel a fraction of that someday. If not the whole nine years. That's beautiful. Queer Eye, please come to anywhere where I reside and take over my life. Thank you. <laughs> Mark also applies for this. Mark would also like a Queer Eye more than a makeover. Oh, yeah. I would love it. <laughs> I want me. I want... I'm, I'm nominating you. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to be like, my friend Mark deserves a Queer Eye makeover because <laughs> he thinks of everybody before himself, which is typical of all your applicants, and also... <laughs> Don't you just love his face? <laughs> I love his face. And I think his face would be so much happier if you were to be in his life for a week because he is such a big fan of all of you. Oh, yes. I feel like they wouldn't do anybody who knows Queer Eye, though. I feel like they all don't know Queer Eye. I think people do. I think some of them did. In the later episodes, yeah. But yeah. in like the beginning, they're like, who are these five men in my life now? <laughs> and then they're like, don't forget the gay part. We're also gay. <laughs> all right. It's time for the quote of wisdom, everybody. From my letter board. I wish I could be a unicorn so I could stab stupid assholes with my head. Now, wow. we can't all be unicorns and we can't impale the people that we don't agree with, but we can take a note from Jonathan Van Ness and spray, delay, and walk away. Yes. <laughs> I also just think that quote is funny. I saw it online and I was like, everybody's like, I want to be a unicorn because they're magical. And then somebody went out there and was like, I want to be a unicorn because murder. <laughs> because murder. We need to do an episode about Brooklyn Nine-Nine because the first thing that popped into my head was cool motive, still murder. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a future episode because I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's a great show. You know what? Leave comments or send me a message on my socials. If you want an episode about a specific series or movie or TV show or album, I am open to suggestions. I am open to what you guys want to hear. So just on this ending of the episode note, just, you know, shoot your shot. Get your ideas out there. Who knows? You might be mentioned on the podcast. Today, only Amanda was mentioned, but you might be next. (laughs) You miss all the shots you don't take. Yes. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, like from The Office, isn't it? Isn't that like a thing? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Wayne Gretzky, and then like Michael Scott puts his name under it. The Office, we could talk about The Office. I can brush up on my office, you know? Comment, hit me up. (laughs) On that note, this has been What's Good with me, your host, Claudia, and today's special guest, Mark. Mark, thank you so much for hanging out with us yeah, and no spreading your wisdom. And Queer Eye was such a great idea. <laughs> thank you for bringing it up. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, my goodness. We're going to impact a whole slew of people. There's Queer Eye's episode watch rates are going to go up by, like, five people. And that's going to be because of us. <laughs> Those five people could be the next Queer Eye. Yes. If you become the next Queer Eye because of this episode, Mark and Claudia, we totally, we got you. We inspired you. You need to mention us. Mm-hmm. somewhere in your episode come queer eye us yo that would be great <laughs> great all right so this has been what's good thank you so much take care of yourselves do awesome things have a great day week whatever it is <laughs> be gay do crime oh my god no <laughs> mark don't do no don't do crime <laughs> but yes be gay in all the ways that you wish be gay in the happy sense be gay in the gay sense yes just Live your best life. I think that should be my new podcast phrase. Like, when I leave the podcast, just, you know what? Have a great week. Live your best life. Yeah, I like that. This has been Mark and Claudia signing off. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.